I'm Brett McGarry. This week on The Couch Potatoes, we mark the passing of summer. I'm Jeff Braun, and we mark it with the September movie preview. I guess technically summer is still on, but eh. you know, the summer movie season is gone. That's right. We also got to talk about that Game of Thrones finale, but first, what's new at the movies this month? Indianapolis, Aries 31 has traffic 2 o'clock, slightly above. Can you say aircraft type? Uh, negative center, uh, no distinct outline. Tell you the truth, the target is rather brilliant. What do you want? I just want to know that it's... It's really happening. No, that's not a new movie. It's one that's 40 years old. It's the 40th anniversary of Steven Spielberg's Close Encounters of the Third Kind, and it's in theaters now. They've gussied it up from a technological standpoint. I don't think he screwed around with it the way he did with E.T. or George Lucas did with the original Star Wars trilogy. It's just the same great movie as it ever was. If you've never seen it, it's about aliens coming to Earth. Richard Dreyfuss is the main guy, a family man obsessed with the aliens. I haven't seen it in a long time. I actually might go to see this in theaters. And while it is in theaters now, it'll also be coming home in a new Blu-ray presentation on the 19th. Damn it, I know this. I know what this is. This means something. What did you expect to find? An answer. I just wanted to enjoy that music. So iconic. The first major new release this month is a long-awaited big-screen adaptation of a popular book. When you're a kid, you think the universe revolves around you. You think that you'll always be protected and cared for. Then, one day, you realize that's not true. It's Stephen King's It. Because when you're alone as a kid, the monsters see you as weaker. You don't even know they're getting closer. Until it's too late. The movie is set in Derry, Maine in the late 1980s. It's about a group of kids called the Losers Club who discover that kids have started to go missing, so they do some investigating. It is Pennywise the Clown. At least, that is how it likes to manifest itself for the most part. It is an evil entity, and it looks scary as hell. The book was released in 1986, a beastly novel at over 1,100 pages. It was adapted into a TV miniseries in 1990 with Tim Curry playing the clown. This new one features Bill Skarsgård as Pennywise, and the cast of kids features one of the kids from the Netflix series Stranger Things, Finn Wolfhard, who plays Mike Wheeler on that show, which is, I think that's kind of a nice touch they got one of those kids because that show is partly inspired by Stephen King's It. Too. I saw something. A clown. Yeah, I saw him too. 
This movie has been in development for nearly 10 years. Hopefully it does well because they are planning a part two where we see the kids all grown up as they return to Derry to battle once more with Pennywise. What happens when another Georgie goes missing? Or one of us? Are you just gonna pretend it isn't happening like everyone else in this town? If we stick together, Is it over? It's over, Jeff. It's okay. There's <laughs> if an... you want to see something else on the 8th so you don't have nightmares and wet your bed until Christmas, Reese Witherspoon <laughs> stars in a movie called Home Again. I'm Alice. Hey, Alice. 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 Mom. Alice, please stop avoiding me. Alice, look at me for a second. Alice is nearly separated. Loser. She's so intense. No, I'm not. You have and I've got this thing about you, and it's super impressive. You seem to be handling everything really well. Alice doesn't know what she wants. Brutal. Basically, it looks like Alice gets three roommates, all young men, and maybe she hooks up with all of them, plus Michael Sheen. When were you going to tell me that three strangers were living in your house? I just always act out on my birthday. It's like my own personal New Year's Eve, so I just go like, what? And <laughs> I just reel it back to normal. Neither the trailer nor the IMDb description are entirely clear about what's going on in that house, but it looks like a fun movie for Reese Witherspoon fans. Always new to you know I'm 40, right? I like ballpark. I am not in love with her, okay? I just love a lot of things about her, like her face and her personality. Maybe it's fate that they met you. On September 14th, that's a Thursday, there's a rockumentary. I would have loved to say thank you face to face to face to everybody somehow. I did not think there was any chance in hell that we were going to make it to the tour. One doctor told him, you're not going on the road. You can't make it to Everest. Don't tell Gordy can't do something. The tragically hip documentary is called Long Time Running and, of course, focuses on singer Gord Downey's brain cancer diagnosis and the band's subsequent tour last summer. Last year, we were all impressed they pulled off that tour after learning of Downey's medical situation. But from the looks of the trailer, it was a miracle that it happened. Gord Downey's brain tumor is incurable. He literally wasn't in good enough shape to form many sentences. He couldn't give you one name of an album, let alone the lyrics. Everybody around me did help me get onto my knees and then onto my feet and then people we are. Yes, I can get me. Long time running will play the Toronto International Film Festival and open in theaters September 14th for a brief theatrical run. I've been the guitar player in the Tragically Hip for more than half my life. I still see us piling into the van and driving off. How many people get to go and say goodbye in their own terms? Maybe it was a celebration of, look what this band did. I mean, it was just a dream. I wanted the shows to go on forever.
Couch Potato September movie preview continues in a moment with a new one from Jennifer Lawrence. You're listening to The Couch Potatoes. Brett McGarry, Jeff Braun, we are The Couch Potatoes doing our September movie preview. We are on to September 15th. And on that day is a movie called Mother. It's spelled M-O-T-H-E-R, all lowercase, exclamation mark. We spend all our time here. I want to make a paradise. She redid all of it. Every last detail. And she breathed life back into every room. Are you happy? I love you. It's a new one from director Darren Aronofsky. Jennifer Lawrence and Javier Bardem play a loving couple in this old home that they've fixed up. Looks like a creepy psycho thriller of some sort. Lawrence and Bardem play a perfectly happy couple until... Please, come in. Hello. Hello. He's a stranger. We're just going to let him sleep in our house. Hello. Hello. Did you know he had a wife? So Ed Harris shows up, then his wife Michelle Pfeiffer shows up, then the wall starts bleeding, then more people start to show up. Is Jennifer Lawrence losing her mind, or is her husband hiding something? He has pictures of you in his luggage. What were you doing in their luggage? What do they want? Aronofsky has previously directed movies like Black Swan, Requiem for a Dream, and The Wrestler. For this new one, it's rumored that the film was inspired by Rosemary's Baby. It looks intense, and with the pedigree of the cast and director, it should be a good time at the movies. All I'm trying to do is bring life into this house. Open the door to new people, new ideas. I'm so sorry. You give and you give and you give. It's just never enough. Also on the 15th, another creepy thriller with a slightly lower pedigree. Blake Lively and Jason Clark star in a movie called All I See Is You. You see my hand? Kind of? I think I think so. I don't know. Open the curtain. This is a weird one. For starters, there's no trailer I could find, just some muffled, blurry clips on YouTube that have been there for over a year. But I did find this description on Wikipedia. The plot tells the story of a blind woman portrayed by Blake Lively and her husband Jason Clark. When her sight unexpectedly returns, she begins to discover the previously unseen and disturbing details about themselves, their marriage, and their lives. It looks creepy. One of the clips is just some shadowy figure who may or may not be Clark's character watching Blake Lively blow-dry her hair. Give the willies, so I'm going to pass on this one. No, no, it's okay. We tried. Hmm? All right, then. Next up on September 15th, this one looks like a solid action espionage kind of thriller, which co-stars Michael Keaton, so that's cool. It's called American Assassin. Let's talk about that day on the beach. Katrina, I love you so much. Will you marry me? <laughs> what happened? 
Didn't you, Mitch? Not quite everything. It's based on a number one New York Times best-selling novel from 2010. From author Vince Flynn, it was the prequel novel of a series based on a character named Mitch Rapp, who is a guy whose girlfriend is killed on a beach by terrorists right after he proposed to her. So he devotes his life to hunting them down, and his actions gain the attention of the CIA who want to recruit him. gonna kill Mansoor and wipe out his whole cell. For starters, yeah. I like your agenda. I know exactly what to do with you. Mitch is played by Dylan O'Brien, who previously starred in the Maze Runner movies, as well as the Teen Wolf TV show. The film also co-stars Taylor Kitsch as the mysterious character named Ghost. So what do I need to know about this guy? He's a warrior. Best I've ever known. Some bad things happened to you. Now you want to kill those mean old terrorists. You think that qualifies you for my selection process? My guess is if you and I go hand to hand, you can probably figure out inside of 20 seconds whether or not I have what it takes to make it through selection process. So, what do you say? I think this movie looks cool, that's what I say, but I would only recommend watching the first trailer. I was really intrigued by that first trailer, then I watched trailers two and three, which kind of give away the whole movie. What is it you think we do here? Kill people who need to be killed. How dare you're a ghost, you don't exist. He's ready, Stan. He's not ready. He will be. On the 22nd, it's the Lego Ninjago movie. You ready for me to conquer Ninjago? Oh, I'll be waiting. Dad. Sorry? What was that last thing you said? What? That last part, I didn't catch it. Well, I, I, I didn't say anything. What do you mean? I didn't, I, I said I'll be waiting and then I stopped talking. Dad. Is the big evil guy the father of the young hero, like in Star Wars? Lloyd? That's right, your son, and it's Lloyd. No, L-L-O-Y-D, I named you. You ruined my life. Pfft. That's not true, I haven't even been a part of your life. How could I ruin it? I wasn't even there. That's the leftovers Justin threw as the bad guy and Cole Fusion himself, Dave Franco as Lloyd, who teams up with a few of his friends to defend their faraway island home of Ninjago. I've taken a solemn oath to form the secret ninja force. Are you ready to risk your life for Ninjago? Yes, I am on it. Maybe. That's Jackie Chan as the sensei there. And yes, it is pronounced Ninjago, even though it's spelled more like this. Shouldn't it be Ninjago? Yes, it looks like it. That's probably part of the point. Yeah. The Lego Ninjago movie looks like a lot of fun. I never saw that first Lego movie, but I did love the Lego Batman movie earlier this year. Ninjago also stars some fine people, including Olivia Munn, Michael Pena, Kumail Nanjiani, Zach Woods, Abby Jacobson, and Fred Armisen. Hello? Who is this? Lloyd Garmadon, your son. Oh, I must have butt 
It's okay, Lloyd. Nobody's parents are perfect. I mean, my mom is weird and collects seashells. Your dad levels cities and attacks innocent people. So, they've all got their quirks, you know? I am ashamed to admit this, but I have not seen either of the Lego movies. Oh, really? You'll yeah. Like, you'll like the Batman one. I think I've had the... Uh, I can't remember if the Lego movie is on my PVR or not. If it has been, it's been there for probably two years. <laughs> no, you know what? It, it was on my PVR for like a year at mm. least, and then I finally had to cut it to make room for all the TV shows right on record. Yeah. And, uh, no, the Batman one, I would highly recommend. Yeah. yeah. They both well, they both look I great. I guess everyone so. says the other one's good too, yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's right there in the song. Everything is awesome. That's right. In these Lego movies. So up next, we'll tell you about a new Kingsman movie. You're listening to The Couch Potatoes. Brett McGarry, Jeff Braun, we are The Couch Potatoes doing our September movie preview. We are on to September 22nd, and here comes a sequel to a movie that maybe you never heard of. We're from the Kingsman Tailor's Shop in London. Maybe you've heard of us? It's called Kingsman, the Golden Circle, which precedes the 2014 British spy action comedy called Kingsman, the Secret Service. That first movie starred Taron Egerton, Colin Firth, surprisingly awesome in an action role, Mark Strong, Michael Caine, and Samuel L. Jackson as the bad guy, with Sophia Butella as his super cool henchwoman. Now the sequel with a new villain played by Julianne Moore. Today marks the beginning of a new age. Wait, I'm gonna show you. Say goodbye to the Kingsmen. Kind of got a bit of a save the world situation here. Welcome to Statesman. Your American cousins will be working side by side. Let's get started. This sequel partners The Kingsman with a statesman, and included in that crew are Jeff Bridges, Channing Tatum, Halle Berry, and Pedro Pascal. He's the dude who played Oberyn Martell on Game of Thrones. We've got brains, skills, skipping rope. It's a lasso. Whatever. The first one was a surprise hit with $128 million domestic, 414 mil worldwide. It was a hit because it was fun, and this new one looks equally fun. It's very American. (laughs) Yeah, it is. Also on the 22nd, Steve Carell and Emma Stone engage in the battle of the sexes. Anyone else like to share? How about you in the back with the glasses, sir? My name's Bobby and I am an addict. You know, you folks aren't here because you're gamblers. You are here because you are terrible gamblers. Hey, Bobby. These folks don't need to stop doing what they're doing. They just need to get better at it. Who's dealing? Who's in? It's based on the true story from 1973 of tennis great Billie Jean King and former tennis great Bobby Riggs playing a celebrity match. It was Riggs' idea, and he was a bit of a hustler looking for an easy buck. Hello? It's Bobby Riggs. I had a great idea. Male chauvinist pig versus hairy legged feminist. You're still a feminist, right? I'm a tennis player who happens to be a woman. Don't hang up. Uh, by the way, I shave my legs. 
So basically, Riggs tries to get some hype going about a celebrity tennis match between his 55-year-old out-of-shape self and young in-her-prime king. Like so many boxing and MMA matches, he stirs the pot, eggs are on, and really tries to pump the event up into something. Billie Jean King, already a champion of women's rights, is now the most successful female player of all time. I am not saying that women don't belong on the court. Who would pick up the balls otherwise? Oh my God, there's not a single thing I don't hate about Bobby Riggs. You know what I'm doing? I'm cooking. I'm cooking! I won the triple in Wimbledon. I could beat Billie Jean King. Does she have the nerve? Call Bobby. Tell him it's on the Battle of the Sexes is directed by the husband and wife team of Jonathan Dayton and Valerie Ferris. They directed Little Miss Sunshine. It also stars Sarah Silverman, Bill Pullman, Alan Cumming, and Elizabeth Shue. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm going to put the show back in chauvinism. Bobby's a clown. This whole thing's an act for him. Business, sports, you name it. At the very top, it's a man's world. It's when we want a little bit of what you've got. That's what you can't stand. 40 million people are watching. The battle you've all been waiting to see. No, I'm done talking. Let's play. The battle of perspective. Also on September 22nd, Jake Gyllenhaal, or Jake Yellenhall. Yellenhall, as Conan O'Brien once said, and Canada's own Tatiana Maslany star in the Boston Marathon bombing movie Stronger. Listen up. This young lady here is running the marathon for bringing a women's hospital. So skip around to Stella and donate to a good cause. I'm going to be there at the finish line for you. I'm going to make a big sign for you. doesn't show up for anything. And then he shows up. There was an explosion. And your legs, they're gone, bro. Gyllenhaal plays Jeff Bowman in this true story. It's, he was a man waiting at the finish line with a big sign to greet his wife. He was at the line when the bomb went off on April 15th, 2013. I can't do this. I can't, I can't, I can't do it. This is the first time you're in this week and you had three appointments. You just have to show up. Show for up. I showed up for you. You remind me of my son. He died. Helping you made me feel like I helped my son. And for that, I am grateful. You're grateful. This is the second Boston Marathon bombing film in two years. Last year, Mark Wahlberg starred in Patriot's Day. This new one follows Jeff through his devastating injury, the effects it has on his loved ones, and his inspirational journey towards recovery. And again, Regina actress and star of Orphan Black, Tatiana Maslany. There was this time in the hospital when I, I just want to give up. And we'll rise up. Look at this! Boston's strong! And now, I just want to live. I just want people to see how amazing my son is. I'm going to walk. You know, I'm going to walk with you again someday. Also on the 22nd, a dramedy starring Ben Stiller called Brad's Status. You're going off to find your college. It's not special. We're fully booked tonight. How about that one? It's not available. Oh, looks like it's available. Yeah, it's not. At night, my mind drifted back to college. So many friends have become successful. 
Craig Fisher worked for the White House. Jason Hatfield had his own hedge fund. Billy Wurstler sold his tech company at 40. What do I have? I work for a nonprofit. I have nothing to show for it. Somebody asked about you. You know, whatever happened to you. Where's Brad? Basically, it's about a dad having a midlife crisis set in motion by the fact his boy is heading off to college. Brad worries that he's not as successful as his friends at this stage of the game and so forth. It looks like it could go either way, but my first impression was that it looks a little too schmaltzy. You're 50 years old and you still think that the world was made for you. (laughs) I'm 47. Sometimes I worry that people think of me as a failure. Oh, that's right, you have your little thing. Oh, that is a cool thing that you do. That is good stuff. Isn't it crazy how we made this kid and now he's this brilliant, amazing person? I'm proud of you. Dad, are you having some kind of nervous breakdown or something? Under pressure. And finally, on September 29th, Tom Cruise stars in a film that is based on a true story called American Made. This is the United States Drug Enforcement Agency. We are ordering you to land. All right, boys. Let's land. My name's Barry Seal. That's for the damage for your sister. Hey, little darling. And your bike. Some of this really happened. You never saw me. So in that clip, he lands a small plane in a suburban street, gets off the plane with a full bag of cocaine, which kind of exploded in his face, gives a big stack of cash to a child, and takes said child's bike. I couldn't find the music they used in the trailer, so I instead went with music from another movie where he's a pilot, Top Gun. Here's another clip from American Made. Top of your class in the Civil Air Patrol, a pilot like you shouldn't be flying buses. Welcome to Miami. Welcome to Bakersfield. Haven't you ever wanted something more, Barry? You should be serving your country. Your CIA. <laughs> it reunites him with director Doug Lyman. They previously worked together on Edge of Tomorrow, a.k.a. Live, Die, Repeat. This new film is based on the insane life of Barry Seal, a con man and pilot who gets recruited by the CIA for one of the biggest covert operations in the history of the United States, which means he's kind of a big deal because the operation includes a big shot bad guy. I was working for the CIA, the DEA, and Pablo Escobar. 1,500 kilos. That's 1,500 kilos, Barry. In one go. Get it done. That's right, another movie about Pablo Escobar. So hopefully Tom Cruise can use this movie to help recover a little bit from the failure that was The Mummy. One more movie opening on the 29th. Do you remember Flatliners? I don't want to die. I want to come back with the answers to death and life. I need you to bring me back. I have no interest in watching you kill yourself. So it's been given the remake treatment. The original movie was released in 1990 about a group of medical students who launch an experiment to push the boundaries of death. And that's what they're doing in this new one too, but I don't know why they're remaking this movie and you know what, I've already lost interest. So that's enough of that. That's the September movie preview. Up next, we're going to talk about Game of Thrones and tell you what's new on home video. And then Jeff's got an anniversary he wants to tell you about. You're listening to The Couch Potatoes. I should tell you something. I've been dating this girl. She's white. A white girl? It's okay. We hate terrorists. I'm looking for Emily Gardner. She was checked in. You should call her family. 
dressy. Yeah. You play it. You can't rhyme it. You try to find out a word that nobody can rhyme. And then Stonehenge. Yeah, see, you would win. The Big Sick. Rated R. Welcome back to the Couch Potatoes. I'm Jeff. He's Brett looking at what's coming home on video. And next Tuesday on Digital HD, it is The Big Sick. The best movie of the year. I gave it the full sectional. It's a romantic comedy, and it is perfect in every single way, starring Kumail Nanjiani, Holly Hunter, Ray Romano, and Zoe Kazan. Definitely check that out. Uh, Hard copies, Blu-rays and DVDs out next Tuesday. All Eyes on Me, that's the Tupac movie. Megan Levy, that's that war movie about the service dog. And Rough Night, a raunch com for the ladies. Um, Some TV coming home on DVD as well. Season 2 of Narcos, Season 3 of Flash, Season 12... Of Brett's Supernatural. Yay! Season 7 of Hawaii Five-O, Season 12 of Criminal Minds, and Season 1 of Kevin Can Wait. I know oh, I can't wait. Gonna line up to buy that one. <laughs> Jeez. Well, maybe the store will open at midnight. <laughs> oh, good. I hope so. <laughs> and over on Netflix, uh, new seasons of Archos, and actually, or, or what did I say? Archos? I think so, yeah. Archer and Narcos. <laughs> Are out now. Season three of Narcos. Lots of Narcos stuff today. So there you go. That's new on home video. Very good. And now we we do have to give one final debrief for season seven of. Yep. There is only one war that matters, and it is here. Game of Thrones season seven. Seven episodes instead of the usual ten, so a shortened season. The final episode was supersized, the longest one yet, eighty minutes. Jeff Braun, what did you think of the finale? Uh, it was a little too long, but other than that, I really actually enjoyed it. I like all the dragon stuff we got this year. Glad that finally paid off. They've been yep. teasing it since the beginning. Mm-hmm. Um, and I like the the bit with Arya and Sansa and Littlefinger. I like that a whole lot. Because Arya's my favorite character. So. Yeah, she's really come along. I like how she... She basically dresses exactly like Ned Stark used to, so yeah. she's she never was she always knew she wasn't going to be a quote unquote lady, and now she's uh, following the warrior path just like her dad, sort but in a much more much darker way. I would it. bet on her in any fight. Yeah, no, she's <laughs> tremendous. I quite enjoyed the finale. I actually I watched it. I hit pause, got up, and I think I just went to the washroom or something. Came back and started over and watched it again. Yeah, well, immediately. <laughs> Right out of the, just like that, eh? Yeah. <laughs> well, that first, was it almost the first whole half was the big meeting with all the major, almost all the major players, like 90% of the major characters that were left, all in one spot for the first time ever, because it's such a sprawling thing that a lot of these people had never shared the screen time before. Yeah, it was quite incredible to see them all, and uh, one reviewer in for Entertainment Weekly pointed out that this set was so stripped down and it did. Yeah. That was okay because it didn't need to be a fancy set. No, because the larger than all these characters made it so larger than life. So I quite enjoyed that. And there have been so many complaints hurled against the show this season because of the because it's been shortened. They had to. They they didn't have time to show the passage of time. They just had to get to the good stuff. They know that they've all already TV figured, shows do that. Yeah, but, but they, they, in Game of Thrones, yeah. They, so they used to take three four episodes for a character to get from Winterfell to the Wall or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Well, but we've we've at, seen that already. Look at Lord of the Rings. It took uh, what two whole movies to get to Mordor. Yeah, and it took like one montage to get home. So. True. You know what I mean? Very true. But you I only need to see that sort of stuff once. I'm okay with the, the way that they sped it up. I like that they have finally okay, they 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 they've got the end game is in sight. Let's just get on with it. Like you said, we finally got the dragons that they've been sort of teasing. We finally got to see them in action. We saw some incredible special effects. Although poor ghost, the direwolf, Jon Snow's direwolf, nowhere to be seen in season seven. Just mentioned, I think, in episode five. 
briefly mentioned by Sansa and Winterfell. Just says like we just got to sit here and wait, kind of like Ghost or some. I don't even know yeah. what the line was. It was hmm. a throwaway line that I didn't even catch. You're waiting for that wolf to come back. Are we supposed to be waiting for that wolf to come well, back? Well, I, by the time the the subsequent seasons pop along, I forget everything that happened beforehand. Yeah, I just say I don't know. I feel like it would be nice to see Jon Snow reunited with his loyal pet. So we'll see what happens next season, of course, which will only be six seasons, and God knows six when episodes. It, six episodes. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, God knows when it starts. Twenty nineteen ish. Maybe there is a, it, it could still start in July, but I think that's a, that's an optimistic mm. view. Hmm. Could be 2019 because they, they start shooting in October and I think that's actually when they started shooting season six was in, was late 20, would have been late 2016, but uh, the visual effects that I'm sure will be yeah. needed for season seven could be a problem. Now, now we're expecting dragons in every episode, so. <laughs> yeah, you're right. There got there got to be dragons in every episode exactly. and zombies and all sort of yeah, stuff. Yeah, all those those bad guys north of the wall. That's almost all CGI. So, so my my bottom or final conclusion for this for the this season, no, it wasn't perfect. It had its flaws, but you know what? Still super fun. I love Game of Thrones. I obsess over it, and I'm already dying in anticipation to see what they put up for the final series. There you go. And lastly, um, this thing I, I noticed it a couple years ago. I was like, we got to keep track of this because it's going to come up. And this Friday, September fir- September eighth, rather. Next Friday, September 8th, the 40th anniversary of the Interpol warning that plays at the beginning or the end of a movie that you that you rent on DVD or buy on DVD. The how many anniversary? The 40th. Oh my God. It's uh, I don't want to read the whole thing. It's International Criminal Police Organization. Interpol has expressed its concern about motion picture and sound recording piracy to all its member national police forces. <laughs> Resolution adopted at Interpol General Assembly, Stockholm, Sweden, September 8th, 1977. There you go. It's the 40th anniversary of that red banner warning that plays before movies. I actually had a warning, a uh, uh, reminder pop up in my phone because yeah. Jeff mentioned this like <laughs> eight months ago. <laughs> well, I saw it on a movie. I was like, oh, we got to remember when it comes up. Let's do it. <laughs> That's all the time we have. I'm Brad. He's Jeff. We are the Couch Potatoes. Remember, if it requires getting up off the couch, don't bother. <laughs>